Okay, and welcome back to the Geek Meets Business podcast, um, in which myself, the geek, gets walked through all of his business problems at the end of each episode. All issues are resolved and answers are, as uh, someone I know likes to say, guaranteed 100% right will change your life, sometimes for the better. Um, hi, Moshi. How are you this week? How are you? Hi. I'm doing fine. Thank God. Um, I did. I did miss the show the past two weeks. We're not supposed to apologize. And, I was told uh, never apologize. <laughs> and yeah, the reason why we missed the show, in case some of you were going to start blaming Moshi over here, all, um, all the credit for the show for the missing shows goes to me because I decided to pick my family up and take them to London for a family event and I am now back in Philadelphia um, it's uh, it's Memorial Day weekend which means um, you know, which means we all smell like a barbecue and um, what better time to record another episode of the Geek Meets Business podcast great so what is the what what Topics and issues are we tackling this week? So this week I was thinking of handling rejection because as people in business, I know I you know I know for uh, for myself one of my biggest frustrations in business is you know um, either trying is trying to get a yes or um, what um, say you you put the work in you finally get the yes and then that yes all of a sudden turns back into a no with no explanation this has happened to me multiple times i remember about 2 years ago i was trying to get in uh, uh, back in my video days i was trying to get a uh, uh, i was trying to get work doing videos for medical device companies and i landed myself a very large deal I came to the table I got a yes I drove away felt great and all of a sudden from no th- th- that that was my last meeting with them they com- they completely stopped answering the phone which I found very strange coming from a professional company uh, based on some of our previous conversations you know that that has happened to me more than once so my question is what is it that causes that to happen yeah, that, um, that people, they, they want to work with you, they, they maybe show interest or excitement about working with you. Um, you, you've proven your competence, and then all of a sudden, they just, uh, they just coldly will stop responding. Um, I will not say it's a very professional move. I would say, for sure, it's a very unprofessional move. But whether it's professional or not will not get you the deal. This is so true. Let's not even talk about whether it's professional or not. Um, number one is there are many fish in the sea. We could take that approach and say, this one didn't work out, we'll get the next one. Because there are many fish in the sea, you just got to keep on fishing. You know, I once saw a, a, um, a, I saw a picture of three fish. I don't know if you've ever seen Finding Nemo, but there's a tremendously ugly fish in there with a light on his back and some others. Just incredibly ugly fish. It was actually sort of an anti-motivational dating poster. It had pictures of three of these terrible-looking fish, and it said, it's true that there are many fish in the sea. Sadly, many of them look like this. So, I mean, I recently had a story where I had a painting that I bought about six months ago, a very good painting, and I thought it would sell 
pretty quickly. I actually got pretty good offers right away. Um, however, it didn't sell for the price we we're asking. At six months later, he said, let's take, take a very lowball offer. So call back the guy, by the way, we'll go down to this and this price. The guy said, nah, although I said yes, but really it's no. But he, t- and he was telling me how honest, honest he is. He's Russian, and, you know, my word is a word is a word is a word is a word. All day long, all speeches how honest he is. And then he backed out of the deal. Loads um, of fun. About 24 hours later, um, we sold the painting for double the price. So, there is no... Yes, yeah, there? Okay. So, there's many, there is really many fish in the sea. You need to have fish in So, that's one approach. There are many fish in the sea. You need to move forward, etc. Another approach is trying to extract and find out what happened. Now, you may find out that the only reason, reason why they're interested in you is that they're in-house marketing, especially a big company, said originally they didn't have time to do the project, and now they finished their earlier project earlier, and now they could just use your in-house who's on salary already, and therefore you lost the opportunity. It could mean it's not personal at all. Uh, second thing is, maybe right before they had signed the contract, their person above them nixed it. I mean, there's five trillion things. Maybe they did more research on your work and didn't like it, or the person signed the check didn't like it, whatever it may be. However... If possible, if you have a trusted relationship in this company or client, then you're more likely to get a good answer and work it well. So if you could really, step number one is getting a solid, good connection as much as possible in a human way with your particular prospect will help you through the whole deal that instead of just saying, oh, sorry, it's not just ignoring your calls, the human relationship will force them to either give you an answer or net they'll coach you how to navigate the deal um etc just give you the real honest truth what's happening which is very valuable especially when you're starting a business you really want to know and try to get as much of feedback as possible now getting feedback is so difficult because people don't like giving compliments and people don't like giving feedback so you have to value it and try to get as much as possible but if you have a solid, good relationship in the first place, it will be much harder for the person on the other side, your prospective client, to ignore your calls. You're not going to ignore your friend's phone calls. That is true. So I know you mentioned you had a particular big client. Uh, did you have any face-to-face time or take him out for lunch or dinner? Um, I, I, or was it all phone no, and email? I did have face-to-face time. Not exactly uh, lunch or dinner meetings, but in the particular case that I mentioned before, I was called into the office, drove half an hour each way. Um, I know that's not a tremendous amount of driving, but you know it's it's commitment. I, I've had worse things happen to me before. I remember in my very, very early video days, uh, back when I still lived in Brooklyn, it was... Possibly the coldest day of the year. It was absolutely freezing, and um, no one cares. By the way, I'm sorry. What's that? I'm saying the clients don't care. Yeah, I, cold I, I, you know, I understand. But I got a, a, a potential, you know, someone's secretary called me. Hey, my boss works in real estate. He potentially wants to do videos for for a few of his listings. Is that something you do? Are you available? When of, co- of course, when you're starting out, you, of course, do everything and you're available to everyone. You know, rookie mistake, but still. And I said, sure, 
she said, come on over. So I came on over, and of course, you know, I walked back then because you don't drive anywhere in Brooklyn. If you have a car, having a car in Brooklyn is like having a child in Brooklyn. You're constantly worried about where it is. It's constantly costing you enormous amounts of money. You never know where you left it. You know, it's, it's always hungry. You're always feeding it. You can never find it the food that it wants. Um, it's, it's very impractical. So, of course, I walked, and, you know, as, as I felt my bones just turning to ice, I thought to myself, hey, at least I'll get some good business out of this. Well, sure enough, I showed up, and the secretary opened the door for me, sat me down next to the person who would be hiring me, who proceeded to ignore me for 25 minutes while he typed an email. And then when he was done, looked up at me and said, so, uh, can you show me some examples of previous work that you've done? And at this point, I thought, didn't say, thought, and, uh, you know, I, I went silent there before for 20 seconds, and you were sure that I was off the line, so you know that's difficult for me. Um, and I thought to myself, well, you've got to be kidding me. You could have asked me that by email before you asked me to come out here on this freezing day. I showed him a couple of videos. I was still very new. I didn't have anything real estate related. I had some fundraising campaign videos that I had done, and he said, yeah, sorry, not interested, bye-bye. So, that is somebody who acted like a jerk. He could have been a little more considerate, but he had the guts to say no. That is a rejection that, while I didn't appreciate, I can handle. That's, a, you know, that, that, that's an honest man saying no. Uh, this other company was a company that I had met the CEO before. He called me in. He asked me to, to he asked me to draw up a proposal. I did. I sat down. They said they liked it, and then after I left, they stopped answering all communications. So that okay, but uh, let me, if I may say, like I said, I don't think you had any real relationship with any of your prospective clients who responded in such ways. It sounded like one meeting, not really, yes, no, nothing too meaningful. Is that correct? Um, one, me one meeting with the company that wasn't particularly meaningful. However, I did have a fairly decent relationship with the CEO previously. I had run into him at a few other events, and we had spent a while developing a connection. Um, I don't really, um, we had never had any, you know, any sort of phone conversations. Did this CEO ever... Did you have a relationship outside of when you met him or um, not? At, for a time I did. I haven't seen him since that incident. Is he ignoring your calls also? Um, he did at the time, yes. Okay. So if someone ignores your call, it means there's no relationship, if I may say. Well, that's reasonable. So, now, let's say something else. How do you get that relationship? Maybe that's maybe you can take this a step before that. Um, we were both part Enough. of a um, a local political club, and I had met him there a few times. Right. I was doing some work for the club. He was a member, and uh, I was I was doing some photography work for them, and uh, we had spoken. I told him I was looking to branch out into you know th there's uh, considering that there are a lot of medical companies specifically pharmaceutical companies but uh, quite a few devices companies around philadelphia i mentioned to him that i may be interested in doing some video work for the industry and he responded positively we discussed it a few times and then went back to talking about whatever it was we were discussing before so i'm going to go back to my original thing and say 
A real relationship does not ignore your phone calls. If they're ignoring your phone calls, it means that there's no real relationship. That's, I mean, and, now I had, and the next question is, how do you develop that real relationship? Sorry, did, um, did I miss the cue? Was I supposed to ask the question? You see, this is why we need to do better prep for the show. <laughs> no, I would say, let's scale back and say the issue is not them ignoring your phone calls. The issue, I would say, is that there was never a real relationship. Does, does that make sense? Okay. I mean, look, that that's a different perspective, and that's perfectly reasonable. So, and I, if I could make a little... Let me discuss. How do you, so how do you develop the real wait, relationship? Wait, wait. Let, 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 let me do this. Let call. me do this. Moshe, how okay. do you develop a yes. real relationship so that, they don't develop, so that they don't ignore your phone calls? So a big part of invest in making a real relationship is investing in it. Uh, making the first move. That means when two people meet, um, there's automatically there's cautious cautiously way of deciding if you're going to trust this person. Obviously, the more you have in common, um, you know, that issue of trust is less. So if you make the first move and you believe in this thing, if you, you're showing that you believe in this person, this deal, it will develop a relationship. So if I say, let me take you out for lunch, for example, or let me produce a sample video or give me some footage, let me try to show you what I can do, all these different things is creating a relationship and a connection um, or helping this person in a different way. So let's say this person a pharmaceutical, you were able to get him into a local pharmacy selling his product. So in any case of where you could start and invest and help this person say, before I'm trying to uh, make, take, what is it? No deposit, no return, right? So if you don't pay your five cents in New York City to get your can of soda, you will not be able to get five cents of return your empty can. If you need to invest, 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 invest. And the more you invest, the more you're showing trust that you believe in this person and you're willing to because you believe in yourself enough that you almost that whatever you're investing will will probably will return in some way. So meeting someone at a networking event and providing them zero value will not create that trust or friendship. If you give in any way possible. So let's say I have an art gallery, right? So you asked me meeting me, you want to do a, a promo video for my art gallery, which we have done in the past. It's like, you know, instead of saying, can I do a video for you? It's more like, I actually have some friends who are art collectors. Um, I would love to put you in touch with them. You want to send me some pictures? Can I give you his number? So start off giving and giving and giving. The more you give, the more you plant the seeds, you're creating relationships, you're showing you care about the other person, you're showing you trust the other person, and when you call this next guy, especially if your friend just bought a painting from him from your referral, it's going to be very difficult for this guy to ignore your call or not give you a very good reason why he's not. So I guess based on so, that, my question is: Wait, I um, I had something for this. Right, um, when it's when we're talking about a service in which the uh, the service provided is information. Um, so, for example, I you know uh, my favorite example is the current business I'm building, which is podcasting. If I come to some a, a, a very large 
portion of my value proposition is the information that I'm sharing, not just logging in and creating accounts. It's the fact that I have researched so you need to 30, show 40, you know, maybe 10, 20 different. Yeah. But you need to prove you need to prove your competence, Yasha. So even though you think you're giving away free information, whatever information you're giving is never going to be enough for this person to go on his own and do it himself. So you need to give him a little bit of help. And then it's like, guys, like, forget, especially if he's running a bigger company, he's not going to sit there recording. People have this misconception that everyone will do anything to save a nickel. Most successful, accomplished people will do what they're good at and then outsource the rest. And uh, assuming you're going after bigger clients with a corporate video because a little bodega on the corner will not be likely to make a corporate video, will not care about the podcast information. Just, he'll probably just say, do it for me, here's the money, and get the job done. But proving and showing your competence, your passion for helping this thing um, will definitely add value and show your competence. So if you say, oh, I'm giving free information, that's a very bad attitude because if you're – Five minutes of free information is all you could offer, then you may want to question your value in the first place if you're, you're really providing real value. So you need to give a freebie. Freemium models is so popular and very successful in today's technology and services as well. Um, for example, right now, we just, I'm using Full Story, a great software for your website to analyze people using it and how they're interacting with your website, Google Analytics. So after a while, I'm getting, I just got an email just 20 minutes ago from Full Story. You just use 80% of your stories, and you need to, if you want to use any more, you have to pay. And that is the best model and the real model because you're basically saying you, if you're using us this much, you appreciate us, and you're probably going to pay. And uh, just try us out because we know you're going to love us. So that is the real, best approach, especially when it comes to services. You know, you can't say, oh, here's if you're a Rolls Royce dealer, can't say, here's the Rolls Royce. For a year, and if you like it, then you know you'll buy it. But I'll give you a test drive, right? You're not going to say, you know, since you get you test drove our Rolls Royce, you're not going to buy it now, right? So <clears throat> you need to give and give and give and give. And the more you give, the more you'll get back. And the more you help, the more people can't will have will have a hard time telling you no, and will appreciate how much you're giving them. So a real relationship will never tell you no. Almost. I mean, if the guy's normal. He's not normally going to deal with them anyway. So you need to give and give and give and give and give, and you'll probably get back. So, for example, this podcast, um, we're both establishing ourselves as people who are who know what who have experience in specific fields, and uh, it will when they need consulting, they say, "Oh, I heard this podcast of a guy. He seems to know how to do business consulting," or this guy's professional at podcasts and their podcasts sound great and that's what he does for a living boom mic podcast let's call him so the point is to invest 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 in every way possible and there's no such thing as free service if your friend calls you and asks you a little help he probably will not pay anyone he's not it's, you know if someone's going to pay you um if someone's going to pay you it means they appreciate the value and you're going to create value for them. But I would say that certain people are better at assessing um, their relationship with people. But even if they're not good at assessing the value they're bringing in, uh, you can feel the person 
by seeing how much he responded to you. So if you just did him a couple of favors, you consulted him from certain projects, you're going to see that he's going to respond well to you. He's not going to ignore your call because you just helped the guy a lot. So if you add value, you deposit value, you could then get a return. The return may not be even business. It can mean just the honest truth why he's not doing business with you. That has a lot of value. It does have a lot of value. You said you're not even sure why they ignored your call. Yeah. Or I'll say, you know, I'm sorry my deal didn't work out for whatever reason, but I'll have you in mind in the future. You've been very helpful. Which is a very polite way of saying get lost. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's very simple. You have two, you know, I gave this example of the ice cream store. You have two ice cream stores. One guy is super nice to you. One time you didn't have exact change. You had to come back, you know, forget you don't have to pay. And you have a next ice cream store next door who is very anal about his 25 cents. You're sure he doesn't let you come back. You'll obviously go back to the place that was nice to you, right? Assuming they have similar ice cream and, uh, you know, the similar product. Yeah, I mean, I was going so to say, even the soup Nazi had repeat business. <laughs> So you have to invest in the positive value. People appreciate that. It differentiates you, and they will come back. But you need to bring value. Keep on depositing, adding, 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 adding value. That's All it. All right. And on that happy note. Now, if you're giving add value to people who are super selfish and not appreciative, you know, you, you can't worry about that. It's not... <laughs> You, you, you will meet parasites, if, and uh, eventually, I guess, you, right, you, but you learn to recognize even if he's them a, and cut he, them off. Even a parasite, if he had a good experience with you, if someone called and said, Mr. Parasite, I need a guy to help me with podcast, he will refer you because he had a good experience, regardless if he's a parasite or not. He's a happy client. He's a happy parasite. <laughs> so give value, and you'll get back generally. Like, for example, Yossi, you've, I just want to say, um, you've helped me um, in many ways in different the podcasts or different things that I call you for technical things. It's hard for me now um, to ignore your phone calls. Not that I'm looking to ignore people's phone calls. It's not my style or whatever, M.O. But since you created so much value, it's, you know, I'm going to give you the straight-up answer to the yeses and the whys and the noes and the yeses. Okay, so how but you many have phone to create calls, a real according relationship? to the system, does it take until you do have someone's trust? Um, I would say how many times does it take to date a lady until you have trust and until the chemistry starts? Well, they say, you know, we're both uh, members of Chabad, and they say in Chabad your average... Uh, you know, 22-year-old will spend six months deciding what to do in the summer and two weeks deciding who to marry. <laughs> so I think you're more of a technical engineer style. So this, I can't give you a, a factual number or a time or this or that. But I think, you know, you have to really know who you're connecting with, you know. You, there's no time and, and there's, no, there's no book and there's nothing that will tell you if there's chemistry in the relationship or not, it's either there or it's not there. And mm -hmm. you know, if you can't identify it, I think if the guy keeps on calling you and wants to spend time with you, then you know, you have a real relationship. If the guy sends you has one 10 minute phone call and just never picked your phone call, you probably don't have a relationship. Does that make sense? It does. If someone smiles and sees it when he's happy to see you, I'm assuming he's happy, right? 
if the person calls you randomly, whatever it is, if you click, there's a certain clicking feature or, or event that happens that you know that you have a relationship. And uh, hopefully you could recognize it. But one 10-minute phone call will probably not make that happen. It's possible, but unlikely. So the more time and the more you deposit in this uh, business relationship, the more you'll get out of return. How does that sound, Yossi? It uh, sounds like it makes sense. Um, no, I mean, I have classmates in the past who, who became more successful and they became more difficult to reach. So, but if I would, if I would meet them in person, they can't really run away from me, right? Because there is that real relationship that exists. Oh, I thought you were going to say because as they became more successful, they stopped exercising, so they literally couldn't run away from you. <laughs> so there's no rules in life, but when you have a real relationship with someone, it's real, and that's it. They're not going to ignore your phone calls. They're not going to run away. They're not going to be dishonest to you, but if, unless the guy's running a Ponzi scheme, then he's probably going to run away from you. Well, Especially not at the beginning. If, right, I'm once the cops are coming, he'll run away from you. So develop the real relationships, bring a lot of value, and your pers prospective client will have a hard time telling you no or tell you why he's telling you no. That's, that's what I would say. There's this guy who I do recommend you follow on LinkedIn. His name is Jeffrey Gitomer, G-I-T-O-M-E-R. He's like the king sale coach of sales. And he always he says and he acts. The first time I met him, he said, why should you take my book? For free. Probably the book's worth 30 bucks. But right away, he gave me value. Um, he invested in the relationship. He decided I'm valuable to trust and worth investing whatever the book costs, let's say 20 bucks. So automatically, um, I felt connected. I know there's a guy, Ira Zlata, which runs a mortgage company. He walks around giving out $2 bills to everyone with his business card. So right away, he's giving you value to feel a connection. And when you want to get a mortgage for your building your house, you're going to call him because he's the he only mortgage broker that ever gave you anything. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jesse? This is true. So give, 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 and give, and give, and you'll probably get stuff back. You'll probably get re in return. Not guaranteed, but 99% likely. If you take, take, and take, and take, it's, you're not likely to uh, get the business. And, and like I said, you said, oh, but what happens if I give him too much free information? He won't need me anymore. If you give him enough free information in that little short conversation, you have trouble. <laughs> and it's, you also want to deal with people who can afford your service. If the guy's going to take your five-minute parasite information run away, he would never pay for it anyway. It's not like, oh, if you hold back, oh, now you're holding back. He's going he's gonna to now pay you, you know? Right, but I think that that is a conversation for another week. Great. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, any questions, you can message us on Instagram, Levim Art Gallery, as well as Media Bloke for any questions or topics you want to talk about on our podcast, Geek Meets Business. Um, I do apologize to Instagram right now because they can only hear one side of the conversation. But hopefully one day uh, my, par my partner and co-host, Yessi, with his technological expertise, will change that. And um, isn't there... Uh, it may actually be immediately possible. 
but uh, well, not for this, not for this week. I'm pretty sure that there's a request for me to sort of join in your oh, Instagram live. That is correct. Can we do yeah. that right now, just to test it? But wait a minute, I'm talking to you on this phone. So, okay, let's see if it see if it works. Let's try it right now. Well, if we just do live, then we don't need to record. It'll only be a phone. Oh. Am I in? Let's see. Media block. See what happens. Yep. So here we are. Are you yep. waiting? Oh, oh, oh. Here awesome. we go. Yep. Look, look at this. You see, you ask me, just by the way, this is very representative of real life. You ask me a tech question, and I answer it immediately. And you act and so now really we can have our show. changing light. Yeah. There's a little delay. Anyway. All right. So on that happy note, we'll try this properly next week. Have yourselves a lovely evening. And... Um, from all of us at Geek Meets Business, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much.